Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. Uh, Andy, we're on season three, episode number 30. This is our music segment. How are you doing yeah. tonight? Good. Yourself? Good. It's June 16th, 2022. And the reason I'm excited, Andy, is that we're doing a, a Kiss album today. Yes. Yes. Both of you and I. You are. and I go way back in the Kiss archives uh, and a fan. So days like this, I... I uh, Get a little more excited for the show. Yes. The reason we uh, picked the Kiss album is because, well, they kind of made the news recently. A concert in Belgium being accused of lip syncing. Now, because of contract rights, Guido, our attorney, could not get us cleared permission to play the video. But if you just put Kiss lip syncing 2022 in your YouTube machine, you'll, you'll see it. And I'm you can find any Kiss article on it right recently. You'll find it. Um, what happened is they're in Belgium. First song they're doing uh, comes up. Uh, I believe it was Detroit Rock City was the song. And uh, they, they'll blame the drummer, Eric Singer, right off the bat for missing a, missing a beat. Threw everybody off. I don't know. You guys are professionals. You do this song every day. You should be able to have – Gypsy Rose Lee playing in the background and know the words. Okay, you shouldn't need the music to match. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, threw him off. Paul turned to look at something, and all of a sudden you hear his voice singing the words. And he quickly turned to the microphone to do it. Now, with that said, do they lip sync all their songs? I don't know. Do they have it playing in the background in case there's an issue? Maybe. Is that a safety thing? Sure. You hear other artists admit to doing that. They have something playing in the background in case something goes wrong with their mic. But you know what? If I was at the concert, all of a sudden his mic went dead. I heard nothing for a while. I think that was kind of cool and kind of funny. Don't have the music playing to cover your butt. And you're you're in your 70s, Paul. We get it. If your voice ain't going to hold up all show long. I heard he's been doing good, but... Unlike the Millie Vanilli incident of the late 80s, I'm not going to go burning my Kiss albums for it. So Lip Sync in concert. I haven't seen him in concert in 20-plus years. So um, probably closer to 30 years since I've seen them in concert last. So they were still fine then. Um, they could have been Lip Sync then. I'd never know. What I don't know ain't going to hurt me. If they were, is it a shame on them? Kind of, because Gene's been real outspoken and for blasting bands who lip sync and have piped in music. Gene's been doing a lot of stepping on his tongue the last few years. Um, I love Kiss. They're my favorite band. But they kind of got caught doing it. It's kind of funny that bit them. That's, I mean, I, I don't hold anything against them for it. I just think it's kind of funny. Finally caught up to you. Kind of like, like uh, what's the name? Fauci finally got COVID. Really? The guy who's got triple masks and 80 shots. Get Not that I'm wishing ill on anybody, but the one guy who's apparently doing everything you're supposed to do to prevent it, got it. Okay, Kiss, who says don't do this, got caught doing it. You know, so that's I think it's kind of funny. I can laugh it off. I'm, I'm not hurt by it as a fan. I... I am the same way. I'm not offended by it. In fact, if you do a search for Kiss lip syncing, even before you get to the 2022, a few videos yep. come up in 2019. Mm -hmm. 
Um, now, this is, mind you, this is recently. These guys are 70 years old. Now, if Paul Stanley has some issues with a certain song that he can't hit the notes, right. and they're going to think that song, I can, I can understand it. I can see it. I've seen the band live five times, and they've always seemed almost too perfect. Right. You see, Kiss, it's, a, it's almost a perfection of a show. Yep. Bands are not missing their notes. The vocals are not missing their notes. It's all almost too perfect. No, I took that as a band that rehearsed and was perfectionist like Gene and Paul are. Um, I didn't see Ace and, uh, and Peter Chris back in the day when they were having right. lots of fun. I'm sure others have seen that and they were probably off. But they have also taken great pride in their live show. And they don't do the lip syncing kind of a thing. Like Gene has always said. I'm sure Gene never has done it. Paul, there's got to be a reason if, it, if he did it on a few songs. But it can't be because his his voice is worn out. All the albums that they've done over the years, they've they've traded off on the lyrics. Right. Uh, you know, the album that we're going to do today is it's a perfect example of that where they split them up. So, if it's is it notes that he can't hit, they're going to do that. Are they going to do it as a backup, like you said earlier, uh, just in case something goes wrong? I don't know. Kiss over the years when they were a big machine uh, would never think of doing this. Now later on in life. Maybe they do. I'm not going to burn my Kiss records. I'm not going to. I'm almost going to sit back and, and chuckle with it because right. it's so odd. Uh, so it's not the same, like you said, as Millie Vanilli. But guys in their 70s, I don't know. I, it's frowned upon. Uh, do other bands do the lip syncing? I'm sure. But I think the Millie Vanilli thing was that all of their performances were done. Well, every song. Well, and here's the thing on it, though. I had that album. I had the Millie Vanilli album. Pridefully, I'll say that. And you know what? I got it because I like the songs and the sound. I can care less what those two guys look like. So if you bought it because what they look like, and then you didn't like the fact they were the ones singing, shame on you. That That's your dumb fault for buying the book based on the cover, not the insides. I got it because I thought it was a neat album. I thought I liked the songs. I didn't care less what the two singers looked like. But you're listening to the studio recording, yep. which is yep. them. And that's what yep. you like, the, the live performances were staged yep. somewhat and people had an issue yep. with it. Yes. That's that part, I, that the part I, I agree with. I'd be upset if I spent like jeans and set jeans and said, I'll spend a hundred bucks for a ticket. I want to know I'm getting hundred percent of the show. Let me know. That's... Let me know in the ticket that if it says, Hey, we have the music playing in the background in case, in case we have audio problems. If you put that on your ticket and something goes wrong and you get here a little blurb, fine. Obviously they don't have the music piped into their ears. So if the drummer missed a beat and it threw them all off, that's the part I think is funny. You guys have been doing this wow. for 50-plus years, and the drummer missed a beat. Then you blame the drummer. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's it's comedy, but you're right. The tickets nowadays, I don't think there's anything for a Kiss show is under $200 for a no. ticket at all. Oh. So I could see if I'm in the front row and I if you're in the front, if you're in the front row, you spend four digits easy. I would guarantee you spent over a thousand dollars for front row kiss in the state. Oh yes, yes. Um, so um, that's that's the issue I think as far as getting your money's worth or not. Now Kiss put on, they still do to this day put on such a huge show, regardless of the lip syncing or not. We're talking the side effects, yeah, the, the the sound, the the pyrotechnics, yep. everything else. It's like going to a three ring circus uh, show up there, a psycho circus, oh. a psycho circus, <laughs> if you will. 
But you've got you got Eric Singer, you got Tommy Thayer. Uh, I mean, you got some good good musicians, some good band members, and they all take part of it. Paul Stanley sings probably forty percent of the songs, right? So, and they're and they're in their seventies. I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a story. Now, the fact that Ace Frehley engaged in all oh, of this that had that was a fat kid at the buffet right there when he heard that news. That that took it to a whole nother level. Yeah, and I, I give Peter I I I, I give Peter Chris credit because as far as I know, he hasn't said much yet. I'm sure he's chuckling at home, and he's letting Ace have his moment right now by saying something. I'm sure well, Peter Chris said phone calls and emails. What do you think? And he's just kind of going with the no comment line. Good for him. And for the listeners not aware. Back in the day, Gene and Paul were almost like the teachers or the parents, and Ace and Peter were the students or the children that were always being, knock it off, do your homework, and anything they did, they got in trouble for. So here it's funny because it goes the other way. That's why I think Ace could not resist. What else? And Peter, Chris, again, I'm waiting for his because, and this is just from my opinion of the, numerous documentaries they've always had out there. Ace was the one who kind of stirred the pot against Gene and Paul. And Peter Chris was like, yeah, what he said. <laughs> yes. You know, that's, that's, I think how it went I, down. I, Peter Chris would follow along, but Ace stirred that and, pot. And, and just, Peter Chris saw where he was coming from. I was like, yeah, see you. Bye. You know? And so I think that's why Peter Chris is keeping his mouth shut. Now he's trying to like, Hey, I'm too old for this, whatever, you know, let it go. So the reaction was something that you would see back in 19, you know, 79. Right. Now we're in 2022. Because <laughs> And the same, this is the undercurrent for all these years. Now, and now it's rearing its ugly Look head. up Ace Fraley's comments on this one. He was on stage. Um, I don't have the quote for him anymore, so I'm paraphrasing here. He had his band on stage. He goes, we're about to do a song about rock and roll in a city located up by Lake Michigan. And no, there is no taped music to this. And he went in the rock and roll. <laughs> Detroit Rock City. So, you know, it, he's having fun. It's karma. It's, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it, well, anyway, it's, it's good. It makes for yeah. a good story for shows like this because there's so much background. Years and years and decades of this background. And I think without being a KISS fan, following every KISS article I can find online, you know, I have it tagged as stories I want to follow on that. Joe Blow might not have heard of this. Because there is no MTV music news anymore to say something like that, you know. KISS ain't that popular with new songs where it's going to be on any of the, uh, like, Entertainment Tonight or talk shows like that. If they even exist anymore, I don't know. You're, you're right, and this is the end of the road tour. I yeah. think is what it's called. There's no, they're not promoting yeah. a new album. This is year four of end of the road. They already had the farewell tour, the goodbye, the reunion tour. They've this is like the and fifth, it, and it's in Belgium. It, yeah, I think they're in the news. But they they're in the news for doing other dumb, dumb stuff. If Gene still had his reality show, maybe it would have been on like local news, or maybe Fox will have something on this weekend on their weekend news shows. But since they're kind of under the radar in this country right now, it's going to kind of just get blown over. But you're 
between a band that's been playing since 1974 to 2022, all the shows that they have ever played, there are very, very few mistakes at all. Right. And this, I, I, I agree, it's a mistake. Yep. But you're still performing. You're still. It's it's so under the radar. It's point zero zero one percent of failure versus all the shows that they've done. Well, they, good. It's such a small percentage. Well, they've come out saying that when they recorded a live, that wasn't a live album. They've come out recently in the last five years admitting that there's studio stuff in there, canned audio noise in there, crowd noise to make it go better. But you know what? To me, I'm like, isn't every live album like that? There's no such thing as a true live album anymore, even back then. I used to think that they were all recorded live, you know, and, and Kiss has been doing this live. They were the, one of the first ones that yeah. did the live, and they did say, look, we played three dates or whatever it was, and yeah. we put together the best. But we also piped in applause and cheering. Other I still love the album. Well, I and you got to put it that because, especially a Kiss concert, you're going to get in the front row mics. You're going to pick up more than like, yay. Okay, there's going to be a few other things being said. Um, so you just want to keep that to keep it clean and good. I can see where you pipe in the crowd noise for that for a live album. The recording of their voices was all live, but they've also admitted on that album there was some studio work to touch it up. So that so if you look back, that was like five, six years ago, those interviews. So I, having heard those before all this, this doesn't really surprise me. It was piped in music at a live concert. I just thought it was more of a, oh, well, string broke, and he goes to switch guitars, but you still hear the guitar going. That's the mistake yeah. I would have expected. And, again, I'd have been okay with it. I paid hundreds of dollars to see a perfect show. I want to hear a perfect show. It's, it's a conundrum because – you, they're part of the reason you're going to yep. see it live is and to the see mistakes. it live. And to see how you don't yeah, want you to see, see one, yeah. but if one you're happens, you're okay with it. it. There was a Def Leppard concert once. It was a MTV unplugged type situation one time with all their fans. Hey, we can play this song. They all looked at each other. It was like some, not even a beat track from the first album. They're all like, do you even remember how it goes? You know, so they kind of thought, well, what was it that? And they, they admittedly struggled how to do it. That I enjoyed because not every fan, you can listen to the, we're going to go over rock and roll over later on. You can listen to every song on that album. I guarantee Paul and Gene cannot play every song on that album at the drop of a hat. So, correct, correct. You know, but like I said, rock and roll over is the album of the week. What do you got for me on that, sir? Here we go. So this was this was Kiss's album cover, Rock and Roll Over. This is their fifth studio album by American rock band Kiss, released in 1976, recorded in the Star Theater in New York. Now, to get the proper drum sound, Andy, Peter Chris recorded his tracks in a bathroom, communicating via video link with the rest of the band to get the tracks laid down just right. So... Re-listen to the album again, understanding that he's in a bathroom while doing okay, it. Okay, what year was this? Uh, but he wasn't using Zoom back and forth with everybody, okay? So was, he was on there was no a pretty Zoom. early uh, video link, so. 
Now, the artwork on the cover was done by uh, artist Michael Durrett. And I'm going to put up a, uh, a crawler here. Let's see here. Here we go. There he goes. So Michael Durrett was known for a lot of things. He did the artwork for Sonic Boom, which, which very, for the most part, looks similar to rock and roll. Right. Over. He also did the New York Knicks NBA logo and the United States postage stamp that had an eagle on it. That's all Michael Durrett. So part of the reason I love this, Andy, looking up these albums and doing the research is finding out stuff that I never knew before. I never took much time looking at the who did the album artwork. Now, this album went platinum, sold one million copies. Here is the track listing. Song one. And these are some of now some of my favorite Kiss songs are on this yep. album. And once again, you know me that I love the deeper yep. tracks, not the famous airplay radio songs. Uh, song one is I Want You. That's a Paul Stanley classic, especially live. The live version of, of uh, I Want You is very good. Song two is Take Me, also by Stanley. Song three is Calling Dr. Love. That's a typical, there's your Gene Simmons yep. staple. Um, next one is Ladies Room, Gene Simmons. Baby Driver is song five. Now, that's a song Peter Chris yep. did. Peter Chris yep. sang it, and he had that kind of written and in the can before he even joined Kiss. He had that written before he joined the band Kiss. They put that on there. Well done. Then you get the song Love Them and Leave Them, of course, done by Gene Simmons. Mr. Speed, song seven. By Paul Stanley. Song eight, See You in Your Dreams. Another, you know, the, the theme here with yeah. with Simmons is the ego and the sex, uh, the undertones and the undercurrents of sex and ego just come bursting through. See you. The lyrics go, I'll see you in your dreams tonight. Now, Hard Luck Woman is song number nine. Paul Stanley wrote that Hard Luck Woman. Peter Chris sang it. But originally, that song was supposed to be pitched to Rod Stewart. Uh, Paul Stanley wrote that thinking this could be a Rod Stewart song. And uh, Gene Simmons says, no, keep it with us. Have Peter Chris sing it, and he's going to be able to pull it off. And uh, they did. One of my other favorite songs, uh, Hard Luck. You know, the other reason I like these older older albums is that I always like the other performances from the other members. Yep. Peter Chris songs are very good. Hard Luck Woman, Peter Chris. Song 10, Making Love. That's Paul Stanley, of course. Uh, you know, this is an Eddie Kramer produced engineering song, uh, album. Very, very good. 33 minutes and 18 seconds, Andy, for the entire. Yeah, not album. a lot of guitar solos, not a lot of drum solos. Just kind of got right into it. Boom, 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 done. Right to it. No ballads. No instrumentals. Uh, this was the first album, by the way, that Ace Fraley didn't have a writing credit at oh, all. Oh, Hard Luck Woman's kind of a ballad. That's more of a power ballad, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so uh, Ace Fraley, you can tell already at, by this point, was was starting to fall, uh, fall away, fall out of favor. And this was 1976. 
And then uh, Love Gun came after this, but this was released November 11th, 1976. You know, I was a uh, you know a six year old kid, didn't even know this even came out until years later. Yep. Uh, I was not into Kiss early on. It's considered hard rock, but today I would call it just just kind of pop, pop rock, pop rock, uh, rock, rock, rock yep. music. You know, it's not heavy metal by no. any means. Now, the two songs they released on this album, they only released the two, was Hard Luck Woman by Peter Chris and Calling Dr. Love. Now, Doc, Calling Dr. Love is a is a concert staple. Yes. In fact, they used that for a Dr. Pepper commercial a few years ago. Dr. Pepper had all these guys who were doctors, Dr. J did commercials. Gene Simmons did one going, well, I'm a doctor, and they had that song going. So he made it. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember yeah. that, yes. I thought it was who will air that, but I know um, when they saw Dr. Pepper doing commercials with Dr. J and everything else, I'm sure Gene saw dollar signs and made some phone calls. But So that's the album. It's released on Casablanca Records, of course. Uh, very good. Old school stuff. It's a quick. Here we go. Uh, now, I did bring for the episode of the show, Andy, the old mic personal cassette yes. got a lot of mileage in the old uh, cassette player back in the day in the car and then having to upgrade later i did uh most of my collection for kiss is now on you know on cd but this is good stuff it's a it's a classic 33 minute kiss album they were they were pumping out one to two albums yep. per year back these days and um i got a couple things here on michael durrett first of all Go yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I've got he, my. He's done uh, logo work. Like I said for Time Magazine. Uh, he's done some work for uh, Major League Baseball. Um, the movie Wreck It Ralph. He was involved in that, doing some stuff. Uh, he's worked for Walt Disney and Universal Studios, and he helped design the Playboy logo. He did. Why do you think Gene loved him so much? That's. There's your and now, answer. To my favorite song on that. Okay, my two favorite songs on the track are Ladies Room and Hard Luck Woman. Um, I've always loved Hard Luck Woman. That reached number 15 on the charts in the US and the Billboard Hot 100. US Cashbox Top 100, it reached number 19, uh, made number 15 in Calgary or in Canada. Um, but there's been other versions of that done. Um, like I said, Peter Chris did two songs on that album. Baby Driver and Hard Luck Woman. Garth Brooks did a cover of it on the Kiss My Ass uh, Deep Cuts tribute album. Uh, Garth Brooks yep. reached number 26 and 28 on the pop and the adult contemporary charts. But the country charts, it only got to number 67. Um, if you use your, again, you use your YouTube machine and you put in Hard Luck Woman Garth Brooks, you'll see the version where he did that with the Kiss band. Uh, this is Bruce and Eric Carr and Paul and Gene, no makeup, on the Jay Leno show. So that was a pretty good cover there. But also, uh, you're familiar with Corey Taylor from Slipknot and Stone Sour? Yes. He did a cover of this at a Live in London concert in 2016. Um, one thing about Hard Luck Woman on the courtesy of the Wikipedia the reception, cash box, music. Said the song is moving away from the heavy metal and that lead vocal is not unlike Rod Stewart. 
There's a growly, bluesy intensity really? centered around acoustic rhythm work. They call it almost gentle folk rock for this song. And because when you hear the yes. original, then you hear Garth Burt's version, there's not much difference. I mean, yeah, Peter, Chris, and Garth sound different. But Garth didn't have to change any of the music to make it more his style. He just played it. And you'll go, okay, I've seen that Kiss My Ass album. All these other great rock bands. Lenny Kravitz is on there. There's an awesome version on there. Who uh, has a version? Oh, yes. Garth Brooks said his two biggest influences in music growing up were Billy Joel and Kiss. I've seen both those bands okay. in concert, and I've seen Garth Brooks in concert. If you took a Billy Joel show and a Kiss show and you welded them together, that's a Garth Brooks concert. Morphed. morphed so, um, okay. Again, very uh, that album, Rock Roll Over, I think at the time was heavy metal. In night, but today it's a rock album. I've been listening to a lot of old Kiss stuff lately. Um, I think, and I'm gonna have to ask a professional on this in a couple weeks on our show. When we had Carry On from Heartless. 1970s Heart and 1980s Heart are two different bands. I think we can agree on that. They kind of changed. I think Kiss with Makeup, Kiss Without Makeup is two different bands. From Look It Up On, yep. they changed. Now, they did a few more with Makeup afterwards after they got their whole, oh, we're going to make money with the Makeup Tour. Monster, I think, was one of them, and another they had with Makeup On. But with yes. or without Makeup are two different albums. Kiss was also accused around this time of making a disco album. And both Gene and Paul have said, no, we made music to what was popular at the time. It was still rock and roll, but we made it sound to the sound of today. Because, like I said, the non-makeup Kiss, the 80s glam metal, now with the exception of the Revenge album, that's kind of a poppy hair glam metal. Okay? I mean, Tears yeah. Are Falling, Who Wants to Be Lonely, that's glam metal. Great songs, glam metal. Crazy Nights, that entire album, yeah. glam metal. I like it, don't get me wrong. But I don't know if I can hear those songs in makeup. Correct. You know what I mean? Oh, that's kind of like good. when they were without makeup. That's a good point. It was hard to hear him sing, you know, Dr. Love. It was hard for him to sing rock and roll, you know, without the makeup. It, it yeah, it kind of lost its flavor. They got, they got stuck in that rock yeah. and a hard part. So that I love Kiss. I love all their stuff. But, it, okay, Van Halen, they were the Ross Sam Hagar, two different bands. And don't get me started on the Gary Sharon album. But two different bands. Still both very good bands. But I don't know if I want to hear Sammy singing Jump. I don't know if I want to hear Sammy singing Ice Cream Man. You know. Correct. Now, the staple with this, the reason I like this album is they, they, they found a, uh, a recipe that worked. Ten songs, like I said, no instrumentals. No ballads for the most part. Uh, Paul Stanley sang four. 
Gene Simmons sang four. Peter Chris had two. Usually yeah. it was Ace Frehley and Peter Chris each had one each. Uh, typically was the was the format they used for the ten song album. So, like I said, we said earlier in the broadcast, you're not wearing out your voice. Paul Stanley's really singing four songs in the album. Gene sings, Simmons yep. is four. The rest are doing some background vocals, but they're saving their vocals and their, you know, the longevity of the band. It's almost like how people yeah. consider Byron Buxton in center field. Don't say as much. He's got some longevity here. Now, I'm yeah. not very Byron Buxton. Gene's not injured. Gene He's Simmons. just taking a break. But, yeah, that's the thing with Paul and Gene, too. Is, no, no. Again, almost two different bands. I mean, look when they did best of solos. Gene's got a different type of voice and style than what Paul does. But a lot of bands made that work at the time. The Eagles. You know, Sticks. Nasty Young didn't sing all the songs. You know, a lot, a lot of those other bands like that. that yes. Um, well, like I mentioned, Heart. Nancy sings a couple songs. Gives Anna a break. You know. Um, yep. So, it, it happens. that That's what they do. Um, so, that that's the great recipe is you have two different singers, pull it off. Not like yeah. uh, you know Ronnie James Dio or Blackie Lawless yep. saying everything, yep. every yep. song of every every album. Exactly, Robert Plant. No, but that's all I've got. Anything more on rock and roll over, Andy? You know, this yeah, this is when they were kind of really starting. This was their prime. Skyrocket up there. It was. A good album. I like I like Ladies Room just because okay, when I first heard it, I was eight. And I heard it a couple years later, eight, nine years old. <laughs> you know, y'all. I I like the song for different reasons as I got older. Okay. <laughs> you know, eight, nine, ten year old Andy, that's a funny song. He's going to the ladies' room. You know, but I always love the music part. Just that yeah. was a, well. Gene yes. Simmons would always call his but, office. You know, the younger me, I love the music. That was the song. his office. High school, I started understanding what the words meant. Yeah. Oh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, you know. So <laughs> that's what you got to appreciate with them as a, as a band too. Is some of the lyrics may not be the best, but the music's really, really good on all their songs. True. All right. Well, that's all I've got here for the show today. Please uh, like, share, and subscribe. Send it out there for others. Uh, leave your comments below also for recommendations. Other bands on and albums you want to hear. And again, bands, if you do enjoy but, uh, Kiss, you do enjoy their earlier stuff. There is a local tribute band, Kissin' Time, um, which was a Kiss song at one time. So if you want to hear some of the earlier stuff like that, got... give them a search on your internet machine for social media. They're a good follow. Uh, again, go back a few episodes. We went and saw them. You can see our pictures in our review of their show. Um, there's other Kiss tribute bands too. We're just speaking of the one we know. Yeah, there's other Kiss tribute bands, but uh, Kiss and Time, local here in the Twin Cities, is the only one that I know of that covers the first three, three or yep. four albums only. They just they just do the first round. The first, yeah. the old stuff. Um, and so that's, uh, that's what sets them apart uh, from others. But uh, we'll be interviewing Having an interview coming up here at the end yes, of the month. Special uh, episode. Keep one of the keep members of watch Kiss. on our social media for that episode. That one will be good. 
I got a feeling it's going to be yeah, part two and three, fun. but we're going to start off with just a, a it's short going to interview. Going to different, going, different episodes but, uh, coming up. Yeah. He's yeah. a fan. He's a big, big fan of the old stuff, and we can get going on. That's uh, right. Thank you. Random you ramble on. Next thing you know, we're four hours in. That. Yeah. That's Half what I think is going to happen uh, with this show. <laughs> we can really go far. But, uh, All right. We'll talk to you later. Have a, have a good week, everyone. Thanks.